Introduction Here's a riddle you may have heard before. There is a dead man hanging by the neck from a noose attached to the ceiling in the middle of the room. There is nothing in the room, in no way inside or out of the room. There is only a puddle of water beneath the man. How did the man die? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to spoil this riddle for you, if you aren't already familiar with it. The puddle of water used to be a block of ice, and when it melted, the man slowly hanged to death. The first time I heard this was in the back of a classroom, while we were trying to ignore what our history teacher was telling us about the French Revolution. I heard it in second period, at nine in the morning, and I cornered the friend who told me about it during lunch. I continued to pepper him with yes or no questions, as the game allowed. After school, I did the same until his mother came to pick him up in her car. I didn't get too much done the rest of that day, and I didn't get my satisfaction until history class again the next day, when I demanded the answer from my friend. After he told me, it seemed so simple and so obvious. Why couldn't I have figured that out on my own? I didn't know it at the time, but I was making the mistake of thinking too literally. The questions I kept asking were about how someone must have broken into the room and slain the man and snuck back out, and that the room only had the illusion of impenetrability. I couldn't think outside the box and view the puddle of water as something different, a block of ice, as it could have been a few hours ago. Once my friend told me the answer to the riddle, it felt like my mind had been opened to some degree. Now, I knew to think about individual elements what they were, and what they could be, not just what they currently were at face value. But in the years since high school, I've learned that while it's an important realization to have, it's only a piece of the huge puzzle of thinking creatively, clearly, and in a way that Einstein himself would say, gut gemacht, German, for good job. Realizing how the man could have died from the ice melting changed one of the parameters and would have required a stroke of genius for me to find it. Thankfully, I've compiled a plethora of techniques, research, and data that can help you consistently find genius in whatever you are trying to solve. Despite all of our schooling, we are never taught how to actually think. We're taught how to pass classes and regurgitate knowledge to pass tests. But when it comes to thinking for ourselves? At best, you might have one creative writing course. And at worst, it's discouraged because teachers must be correct. There are scientifically proven ways to think better. You might not write a theorem to disprove Einstein's theory of general relativity, but you will make fewer mistakes, make better decisions, and overall be smarter about what you choose to believe. There are ways to consistently think better. You might be left with more questions, but sometimes asking the right questions is far more important because you'll know where to find the answers. Now, think fast. Janet and Daniel are found dead on a table with only broken glass and water around them. How did they die? I won't spoil this one for you here. The answer is at the end of this book. Peter